Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. I am back. Like MacArthur. The Lazarus Man. I shall return, indeed. Nice t-shirt, by the way. Nice tie. Thank you. I'm wearing this because we have our Des Moines red carpet premiere tonight. And frankly, it just hurts too much to get dressed again. So I'm just, I'm wearing what I'm wearing to the red carpet premiere tonight. And so Amy had this uh, custom nefarious tie made for me. So that's solid. This is what I'm wearing tonight to the premiere. And I just, I don't have the energy level to get dressed again later today. So you guys are just going to get a a preview of it here uh, this afternoon. Thank you guys uh, for filling in, uh, carrying my dead weight the last 24 plus hours or so. Really appreciate it. In case you forgot, I'm Steve Dace. You remember these guys, all right? Uh, they were hosting the show yesterday, Todd Erz and Aaron McIntyre. Um, in, in case you guys are not on social media, I know you guys kind of shared, I think, on the show yesterday, I think I heard uh, what I put on on, uh, we did. on social media about what happened. Uh, so I don't want to rehash all of that. But in essence, I just tried to fake macho it. And um, if I had waited another 12 hours, we'd, we would be having a much different conversation right now. All right, because that, that, all that bacteria was already headed to the bloodstream, and that's why I was shutting, my whole body was shutting down. And I mean, I was, I was in and out of consciousness for a good four hours in the ER on Monday night. So, um, glad my wife, this, this last week leading up to release, guys, here's what's happened in our family, okay? Amy tore her meniscus at Pilates. Then, um, so she had to go to the ER for that. Then um, she had an allergic allergic reaction to the morphine they put her on. Never had in her life. So she had to go back to the ER for that. Then I get um, a golf golf ball-sized mass of bacteria that appears in my left upper torso. So we had to go to the ER for that. Woke up this morning and our and Zozo Zoe, our youngest daughter, has food poisoning. Anything going on this week? Anything? I mean, it's it has been it has been quite a week at the Dace Homestead, and I'll tell you why. It's because a month ago, it looked like the enemy was going to successfully box us out from a lot of theaters around the country that we thought we were going to get into with Nefarious this weekend. And Monday morning, we got the, uh, we got the final theater count. It's nearly 1,000. We were barely looking at 500 two, three weeks ago. And we're going to be in nearly 1,000 theaters nationwide. That's why so many of you have been emailing me, hey, my local theater wasn't picking up the movie. Now it is, and so I can go. I mean, I've gotten so many good notes, uh, people with prayers and support for our family. Thank you so much for every single one of those. I've gotten so many, I couldn't possibly respond to them individually. I've tried to respond to as many as I can. So thank all of you in total. Notes from people who are like, I live out of the country. I'm buying movie tickets anyway, just so that seat will be occupied. I get notes from people. I mean, there's not a theater within 50 miles. I'm not driving that far, but I bought a couple tickets anyway. I I am going to drive that far. I mean, it's just been crazy. You guys are absolutely incredible. I am deeply humbled. There is a rumor 
going around that even reading some some of this last night, I was emotionally moved. I want you to know with certainty that is not true. That's just what a day and a half of hydrocodone will do to you. All right. It makes you a little bit loopy and you've kind of lost a little control of your masculine sensibilities. All right. Nevertheless, even though that did not is not the source of any of my choking up whatsoever, I am still humbled and honored by that emotion and support nevertheless. So thank all of you um, so much. I mean, I, I can't thank you enough. You guys have been absolutely incredible and um, our, the enemy's pissed. I don't know what to tell you. He's pissed. And so, you know, he's taking it out on our home right now. And uh, at this point, you know, it's just, we're, we're at, there's the point where you're like, oh man. And then another one hits and you're like, oh, I can't do this again. Then another one hits like, oh man, woe is us. Then you get another one hits and you're like, throw another shrimp on the barbie. You know what I'm saying? We're kind of at that point now where it's almost overkill now. Like, like we were kind of demoralized Monday, you know? But then when you just kept hammering us at that point, you almost build your resolve. You'd have been better mm-hmm. off just letting you simmer in that demoralization rather than punitively piling on because then you're like all right now i know what this is about and that kind of stink strengthens your yeah. resolve a little bit yeah. you know what i'm saying absolutely and so we're as a family we're kind of at that stage now you know so i think you know amy i'm i i can't use the left side of my body amy's going in a wheelchair all right but we're having that des moines red carpet premiere tonight <laughs> one, way, one way or another we're showing up for that for that sucker tonight so thank you guys all of you for all the prayers and support it's been incredibly powerful and and uh, um, just, I can't thank you all enough. We will do our best to repay you with your, the standard of mediocrity that we have long ago set. Uh, Daniel Horowitz will be joining us later on in the show, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. We will play buy, sell, or hold with you coming up uh, at the bottom of this hour. Uh, but before we get to all of that, let us begin as we always do with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Tucker Goes to Mar-a-Lago. Donald Trump granted his first interview since his arraignment to Fox News' Tucker Carlson. It was fairly foreign policy heavy, but Trump also gave his thoughts on whether he thinks Joe Biden will run in 2024. Look, uh, I, I watch him just like you do. And I think it's almost inappropriate for me to say it. I don't see how it's possible. But there's something wrong. I saw his answer today on television about whether or not he was going to run to a very nice guy named Al Roker. I mean, you can't get a softer question than that. That was a long answer talking about the eggs and this and that. Look, I don't think he can. This interview comes as Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg filed a lawsuit yesterday against Republican House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan asking a court to block elements of the congressional inquiry into his case against former President Donald Trump. Bragg calls Jim Jordan's actions an unprecedentedly brazen and unconstitutional attack. Add this to the growing list of exploded suddenly. A massive fire broke out in an industrial plant in Richmond, Indiana yesterday. Those within a five-mile radius were told to evacuate. No injuries have been reported. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee is somewhere in the space of virtue signaling or capitulating to the anti-gun mob. He signed an executive order yesterday aimed at strengthening background checks for firearm purchases and called on Tennessee lawmakers to pass a law to keep guns away from people who present a danger to themselves and others. 
reporter for the British Broadcasting Company asked Twitter CEO Elon Musk for an interview, and Musk obliged. I don't think it went the way the BBC numbskull thought it would go. Content you don't like or, or hateful? What do you mean to describe a hateful thing? Yeah, I mean, you know, just content that will solicit a reaction, something that may include something that is slightly racist or slightly sexist, those kinds of, those kinds of things. So you think if I'm, something is slightly sexist, it should be banned? I, no, is that I'm, what not, you're saying? I'm not saying anything. I'm, saying, well, I'm just curious. What you, I'm, tr I'm trying to understand what you mean by hateful con content. And I'm asking for specific examples. Um, and, if, and you just said that if something is slightly sexist, that's hateful content. Does that mean that it should be banned? Well, you've asked me, you've asked me whether my feed, whether it's got less or more. It, I'd say it's got slightly more. That's why I'm asking for examples. Can, right. you, can you name one example? I, I honestly don't. I, I, honestly, I you don't, can't name I, a single example. I'll tell you why. Because I don't actually use that for you feed anymore. Because I, I just don't particularly like it. But you and said actually, a lot of people. A lot of people are quite similar. I, I, I only. Well, I only look well, at hang my, on a second. You said you've seen more hateful content, but you can't name a single example. Not even one. I'm not sure I've used that feed for the last three or four weeks. And I. Well, I, then I how did you see the hateful content? content? Because I've been, I've been using, I've been using Twitter since you've taken it over for the last six months. Okay, so then you must have at some point seen the you, for you hateful content. I'm asking for one example. Right. And and you I, can't I, give a single I, one. And, and, and I'm saying, I, then I, I say so that you don't know what you're talking about. Really? Yes, because you can't give me a single example of hateful con content, not even one tweet, and yet you claimed that the hateful content was high. Well, that's a false. No, what I claimed, you just lied. What? No, no. What I claim was. Uh, there are many uh, organizations that say that that kind of information is on the rise. Now, whether whether it has on my feed one or example. not, I mean, I, right? And Literally, you can, can you name something one. like the, the uh, Strategic Dialogue uh, Institute in the, U in the UK. They will say that. So they, look, people will say all sorts of nonsense. I'm literally asking for a right. single example, and you can't name one. Right. And as, as I already said, I don't use that feed. But let's, well, then how let, would you know that? I don't you, think this is getting anywhere. You literally said you experienced more hateful content. And then couldn't name a single example. Right, and as I said, I that's absurd. I haven't, I haven't actually looked at that feed. I then would how would you know this hateful content? Because I'm saying that's what I saw a few weeks ago. I can't give you an exact example. Let's move on. CNN panelist and Rolling Stone columnist Jay Michelson says it's no big deal. The Dalai Lama asked a young boy to suck on his tongue. The Dalai Lama is a very playful human being, and we may see this in a weird kind of gross, sexualized way. But this is about as sexual as a bowl of plain rice. There is nothing sexual erotic or erotic happening in this encounter, as you can see by the reaction of the people who were there. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was at Hillsdale College recently. The whole speech he gave is well worth listening to, especially his conclusion. And I'll leave you with three thoughts. One is that any power that government takes from the people, it will never return voluntarily. Number two rule, every power that government takes, it will ultimately abuse to the more ultimate, to the maximum extent possible. And number three, nobody ever complied their way out of totalitarianism. The only thing we can do is resist. Thank you all very much. And finally, this from the Media Research Center. Bud Light presents a real man hiding his penis. Real man hiding his penis! Today we recognize you, Mr. Man Who Thinks He's a Woman. Man Who Thinks He's a Woman! When conventional wisdom said no one could actually change their gender, you said 
hold my beer. Gotta hold it, yeah, you gotta hold it. You knew the limitations of actual biology, and you still failed to beat them. I really hope he knows he can't get pregnant. You can watch that entire hilarious video on all of MRC's social media channels, and that's what happened while we were away. Welcome back, Steve. That is tremendousness. Okay. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of mocking and scorning demonic trolling and silliness, laughing at it. Um, uh, and that is, that's, that's Babylon B level right there. I mean, that's, that is very, very well done. Um, Aaron's Montage, brought to you by our friends over at Eden Pure. Purify the air in your home. Get clean, healthy, fresh smelling air with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier that eliminates odors. Doesn't just make a room smell good. It smells fresh. It eliminates that mold, mildew, the bacteria, maybe even some viruses that are causing some of the odor in that air. I've gotten so much good response from people in the audience that have been trying this uh, since they came on board the show last year. Get the three-pack of their Thunderstorm Eden Pure air purifier for whole home protection. Three units, all three units for under 200 bucks and free shipping as well. Shipping is free. All three units for under 200 bucks. When you go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the discount code Steve, EdenPureDeals.com and use the discount code Steve. The, I, I think that the, the, inclu- the inclusion of these three figures in this montage today of Trump, Musk, and RFK Jr. I I actually think you see all three of them in many respects given their current ages and stations at their best. Um I I know he I've not done much frankly um on this show to defend Trump since March 16th of 2020 because frankly there hasn't been a much, from my point of view, much worthy of defending Trump on since March 16th of 2020. And frankly, I had to defend my audience from the Trump administration often, starting on March 16th, 2020. That all being said, I, I don't agree with, I, I see him getting hit by even some of the DeSantis people I like, you know, talking about Gavin Newsom. He used to get along with him, things of that nature. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. I, in fact, actually, if, uh, I'd be advising Trump to say stuff like that. Say, hey, Al Rucker, Al Roker's a nice guy. Um, I, I think it, I, everybody, everybody who loves the the irascible Trump, he already has all those votes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you love the if you love when he goes full DB, full canoe, then you've got he's 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 cornered the market on i just want i just want someone to rail against these people because i've given up all other hope vote he has all of that right mm-hmm. and I th- and we've learned the last few cycles with with him being really either on the ballot or the face of the republican party we have learned what the portion of that electorate that either loves it or is willing to tolerate it is we all know the answer to that fair mm-hmm. we know the answer to that well we don't know really is if he if he presented more see the guy you see in that Tucker interview is more the guy that I spoke to a lot leading up to his first presidential race the you know let me just sit here and riff 
and dunk on people, you know, um, at, the, at rallies for an hour. I, I just never knew that guy. By the time that figure emerged, I was already on the cruise campaign. I never met that person, didn't know that person even existed. I, I, I saw more of a more of a charming narcissist, like, frankly, what you see in the Tucker interview from last night. I, I don't have I, I don't think it hurts Trump at all. I think it's the exact opposite to point out that he used to be friends with people who disagree with him now, used to get along well with people who disagreed with him now. And. Because it now, because that makes that that's a far better tactic than let me let me latch on to every petty grievance and exhaust people with acts with with exercising them. You, I I think if you like that aspect of Trump, then then he's, he he couldn't lose your vote no matter what. You're in, okay? You're in on him as a brand. So if you're Trump, you don't need to worry about alienating those people. Now it's one. You know, now you don't want Trump to say, and I agree. You know, I used to agree with Gavin Newsom on carbon emissions. Like you don't want to hear that, right? You know, that we're not talking about issues, right? We're just talking about relationships. As long as it's not like you know, well, Gavin Newsom and I, you know, I used to think he had some pretty good points on the environment and stuff. That when that start, if that starts happening, then you know, I'll, then I'll have a different take on this. Okay, but if we're just talking about, he's reminding you, hey, I used to be a popular celebrity, and. I maybe even had many of these same views and everybody was fine with it until I became the face of the opposition party and now they suddenly want to act like I'm persona non grata. I don't think it hurts him to remind people of that at all. In fact, I think that is a good tactic for him because the reality is the the number one thing separating him from the presidency is... And this even includes COVID. I mean, the reason the administration felt that they had a, a deep-seated or seated desire to come up with a, a, a complementary ancillary figure like an Anthony Fauci to basically speak to the rest of America because they wouldn't listen to Trump is that ties into what I'm about to say too. The number one reason he's not president right now and the number one reason why I think the odds are low he'll be president again in its current iteration is... Too many people just don't like him as a human being. Period. That's it. Now, you can change that. The, hard, the thing is, it's just hard to be willing to. And then if you're willing to, can you do it sincerely so it doesn't make it look like this is, well, this, this is just another contrivance, right? It's not a contrivance at all for Donald Trump to say, these guys all loved coming to my casinos. They all loved coming to my hotels. They all loved staying at the Mar-a-Lago. They loved coming to my resorts. I sponsored golf events on ESPN. I, you know, all the major boxing fights were in Atlantic City, at, at, you know, and were at the Trump casino. I, I don't, that's not, a, those things are all true. And I, I think if he can maintain that, because one of the things that they successfully did with him is, yes, we think Jim Acosta looked like a clown, a hacktastic clown for four years of the Trump presidency. Right, right. That's what we think, right? Mm -hmm. But the average person that's not in our subculture grew very leery and tired of seeing that on their TV every night, on their phone every day. And so when it came time to, to remove the distraction, you can't vote Jim Acosta out, right? Is Jim Acosta on the ballot? No. Who's on the ballot? Donald Trump. So you can, so who can you, if you, it's a little bit like in sports. In the middle of a season, we can't like go get a brand new quarterback if our team sucks, right? 
I can't go get a brand new starting pitcher of my pitching if the pitching staff sucks, right? Mm-hmm. And so in the middle of the season, when the team is struggling, everybody calls the sports talk radio show and says, do what? Fire the coach. Fire the coach. Because I can get rid of him. I can't get a whole new team. I can't turn my roster over in the middle of the year but I can hold him accountable, so fire the coach. Similarly, if you're exhausted by the Trump media urination contest, which is probably very few people in this audience, but almost everyone in this audience probably knows someone that is in this group at the same time, right? Like, you probably don't care. You probably can't get enough of him nuking these people. But you probably know people in your family or peer group who were offended by it, exhausted by it, tired of hearing it, etc. Because they're more soft-headed than you are. And so that group just doesn't like him as a human being. And I don't think it hurts him at all. I, I don't know if it'll help him or not. I don't know. I don't, but I don't think it hurts him at all to remind these people, hey, I, Al Roker used to call me by my first name. And we used to be buddies. I don't think it hurts him at all. I think that's smart. And maybe shows some level of self-awareness of how he understands he needs to, I don't think he needs to reinvent himself. I wouldn't do that because, again, you don't want to seem like it's a contrived um, and it's insincere. But I, I think that he needs to, maybe a refashioning, maybe is the way I would put it. You know, like every now and then your software system needs updated, right? You know, you wake up, you turn your laptop on and overnight, you know, your software updated itself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, it's the same laptop, right? Same, it just, you know, was updated a little bit. Maybe it shows he needs that. Then you see Elon Musk, and, it, and, and I think the role of non-ideological BS caller. Now, I, I think that's BS, because I don't think anybody's non-ideological. We're human beings, okay? There's only been one objective human being in all of human history. We just commemorated the hanging of him on a cross, the rest of us are all very subjective. So there is no such thing as a, as, a, as a non-ideological BS caller. I'm just here to play referee. Well, no. I'll take things the Antichrist will, will say one day for $1,000, Alex. Okay? And no, I don't, I don't believe in that. Okay? And I, 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 and, and I hope he doesn't either because then I might start to think if he does that he, maybe he's the Antichrist after all. Okay? No. There is no such thing as somebody who just objectively is above it all. Okay, but I think Musk is comfortable being presented and considered as the see he's wearing a T-shirt for a television interview. This is the richest guy in the world, man. All right. Wearing a T-shirt, wearing T-shirt and jeans for an interview on the BBC. He's clearly he has sent he can afford any wardrobe on the planet. He is sending a message right away. He's he's assuming a role here. And it's clear the role that he wants you to see him as, despite his cosmic wealth, unprecedented in our species history wealth. He wants you to see him as he's, he's annoyed by the same things you are. He's ticked off by the same things you are. And really the only difference between you and him are all the zeros on the front of his check compared to yours. Fair? Mm-hmm. I think he's clearly sending that message. Okay. Um, and, and watching him undo that BBC reporter by simply just repeatedly asking him for an example 
of what he's claiming. It reminds me of the climactic scene in Expelled where Ben Stein just completely unravels. Is it Richard Dawkins, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, just completely unravels Richard Dawkins by repeatedly asking him why. Well, why? Well, why? Well, why? Why? And, and, I mean, and, and Dawkins eventually has to admit he, he, he can't. He has no real answer, and I think he didn't. He aliens revert back to aliens and crystal shavings, or some ridiculousness. I think it was. Yes, is the origin of species correct? And then you get to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I want to, I want to read this from Aaron's montage because it's so powerful. I want to reset these words. Any power that government takes from the people, it will never return voluntarily. Every power that government takes, it will ultimately be abused to the maximum extent possible. Nobody ever complied their way out of totalitarianism. The only thing we can do is resist. That's like every Thomas Jefferson essay ever written. That's like every John Locke treatise ever written, ever written. That's hot. Okay, that's like that's hot. <laughs> that is that's that is transcendent, and that I mean that 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 gets to the very core of the the foundational worldview that established this country. In fact, that might be the best quantification itemization of that worldview by a contemporary politician that I have seen in in many many years I mean off the top of my head I can't think of something that would come to me immediately that I think better sums up America as a country and what led to its founding and led to its exceptionalism well, Stevie left God out of it. Well, you invariably, it is this understanding of human nature that led to the founders creating a republic based on God-given rights rather than government-established rights. It's, it's this understanding. It's this, it's this understanding of human nature and governments that led to the founding fathers not just doing a Magna Carta redux, but learning that, the Magna, that that had limits because now we have liberty by law. Well, whose law? The king's law. Well, what happens when there's a king that knows not Joseph, right? Mm-hmm. They might have a new law. So there, there, hopefully there's a more transcendent standard than our liberty is, de- is, is determined by who is king at any particular moment. And so they came up with a transcendent standard, the laws of nature and nature's God, a preexistent standard that transcends the human condition or the human preference of governance or power at that particular time. And that, that, is, that is what RFK Jr. is tapping into there. And to articulate it this way, this plainly in this way, this is not, hey, I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm at Hillsdale College. That's where he said this at. I'm at Hillsdale College and I just read up on, um, you know, what these, uh, what the one respected right-wing university in America who's not explicitly religious, what they're teaching their kids. And so let me just come up with this as a tagline. He did, if, he, if that's what it was, he would have quoted some like founding father. No, I mean... You say it this way because it's, it's endemic in you. Like, you, you understand it. You've personalized this in your expression of this. 
And I'm going to tell you right now, if, the, if that's the worldview he's running on, and, and now the challenge from, for him will be, are you truly willing to apply that? It was a challenge for some of our founding fathers too. Even the guy that wrote, all men are created equal, went home to his slaves. So it's not, it's not unique for human beings to have blind spots to their own prophetic utterings and pronouncements. Okay, but if, if that is going to be the theme of his campaign and he is able to maintain that, that is going to be a very attractive campaign. So, gentlemen, your thoughts on kind of comparing the, those three titanic figures right now all in the same montage. I think on the topic of RFK Jr., you know, I think any any left winger could have used, said, and uh, maybe quoted verbatim that last point. All we have to do is resist. I mean, what what was it after Donald Trump was elected? It was this faux, uh, we must resist. Hashtag resist. 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 Hashtag yeah. resist, resist. We got the pink hats, uh, all of that. He, the, the reason you know he truly means it, in that same speech, he talks about the origins of the U.S. bioweapons program. He also, he also, I don't remember this. Also, I was eight years old when this went down. He also talks about the passage of the Patriot Act and how the very same year before 9-11 even happened, there was some sort of event 201 type event mm-hmm. talking about uh, anthrax attack on behalf of or, or perpetrated by like Saddam Hussein or something like that. They were deliberating the congress was deliberating over the patriot act the only two or uh, three congressmen senators who got anthrax sent to them were the ones who were blocking that you pair that together with his anti-vax and uh things like that talking about the cia and his uncle's assassination this guy truly is anti-establishment i think anyway i want to get your take on this when we come back mm-hmm. all right and then we'll get to buy some hold stay tuned fitting before we hear from Todd that we hear about one of Todd's favorite partners here on the show Bonner Private Wines these extreme altitude wines grown at about 9,000 feet of altitude Malbec grapes with families that have been doing wine the the old-fashioned way not the factory way for going on a second century now these are really good correct Mm-hmm, very. I mean I only ask because I've liked them but I mean you really like these wines uh, and you've liked them many times, correct? We're friends. Yes, you guys are well acquainted. And now they throw in a bonus bottle of their small batch limited production wine from their exclusive wine cellar as well. So now you get four bottles for the price of three, four bottles for the price of three, and half off that price at the same time with free shipping. I, I mean, there's not much more they can do uh, to to make you more like Todd. They can't make it any easier for you. I mean, they, they still have to have a profit of some of some magnitude to stay in business here, guys. Okay? So they are making these things as accessible to you and Todd-friendly to you as they possibly can when you go to bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve, B-O-N-N-E-R, bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. All right, so Todd, your thoughts on what we were discussing before the last segment, looking at these three kind of Titanic figures right now. Uh, and you have Trump and the way he is basically trying to fashion him, refashion himself as I, I used to be popular once. 
by all the same people who made me unpopular now what gives which i think is a, an effective tactic actually if he can stay with it and, and and pull it off i think it has the chance to be effective um then you have um elon musk fashioning himself as the non-ideological bs caller showing up world's richest man to a you know interview on one of the more austere platforms in the west the bbc wearing t-shirt and jeans just during the break i saw he is he is memeing and tweeting out this moment he is milking this thing for all it can it's very trumpian how he is trying to milk this moment right now of him calling bs on the bbc and and uh you know making them uh, pulling their pants down in that interview and then you have rfk jr who is 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 articulating really in my view from the heart what it what 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 it takes what we're up against how the spirit of the age has manifested itself politically and then what it takes to defeat something like this your thoughts on on, on that triumvirate well because of the connective tissue uh, between all three, uh, the only thing I'm surprised about by anything you said is your analysis of Trump. Only in the purest theoretical sense, I get it. But again, all, all these three have become such a threat to the system—a system that RFK rightly points out killed, you know, my father and my my, uh, my uncle. There, there's no amount of saying, "Hey, look at the good times we used to have." I mean. They, COVID came along, an election was overturned because of the threat Donald Trump. Because he's, he decided to go off script. Basically, Elon Musk is Tony Stark in that first movie, and then he's reformed and he does this, and now Obadiah Stane is like, "You need to die." And and RFK Jr. You're Kennedy. For by, God's... by the way, Elon Musk makes a cameo yeah, in Iron Man too. Oh, I know. So yeah, fitting. But yeah, okay. And RFK, Jr., you're supposed to be, you're supposed to, you're family. Uh, didn't you learn any lessons from what, like, stay in line. And he won't. I just, there's, we talked about yesterday about um, if you're over the target, there's no way the system isn't going to make you suffer. That's how much is at stake. It, it, and again, it's not about, yes, we know RFK is probably going to be pro-abortion. We know Donald, God knows we know everything about Donald Trump. It, it, there's, it, these men all, that, that makes our point even more. They're not saints. They're not even close to it. They have gigantic feet of clay. They, they've believed progressive lies their entire lives. Yet, if there's, they somehow know whether they knew it before or not they went off script enough that their actions threatened finding locating the death star via the thermal exhaust ports mm -hmm. so no that, that's so going donald trump saying you know al roker was a nice guy that that, that is, is that going to save the next election from being stolen is that going to save another covid being lost i mean no, they those three are you're bringing them up in tandem it's perfect there's so much connective tissue there they are utterly a threat because they've somehow said in their own way we don't want to play this game anymore here's what america was and if that's contagious the system knows it's all over it's going to take way more than donald trump saying i used to be friends with al roker to change anything it's it's just not it's not just to do it we're at war 
you can see, though, there is more people that want in on the disruptor space. And that was kind of that was kind of Trump's space all to himself. I mean, on the Cruz campaign, we went we wanted it on that space. He beat us out. And so that, that was his space in and of himself. Mm-hmm. Now you can see there are more people that want in on that space. And in some respects, what you see from RFK Jr. and Musk are the two sides of, of Trump as a disruptor. You see Musk the, is doing the media side of, the, of Trump as a disruptor. Going right at them, calling BS right to their face, challenging them right to their face on their own platform and uh, with his own in his own way and in his own personality. And then RFK Mm -hmm, represents the the RFK is actually, I think, better quantifying the the heart and soul of what drives Trump's base than maybe I've ever heard Trump articulate. Um, And so I think. The ideological argument here of the the philosophical settings, what time it is, truly. All right. When we get beyond the egos of these billionaires named Elon Musk Mm -hmm. and Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. what what when we remove their names, because even if they weren't here, this conflict would still be raging. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what what is the DNA, the essence of this conflict, which right now it, it gets wrapped up in the names of Elon Musk and Donald Trump. And they're such huge figures and huge names and big brands and hugely wealthy and so they, they're going to generate very strong opinions about what themselves before yeah. you even consider what they believe or are advocating, mm-hmm. right? Yes. RFK Jr. with half a voice, excommunicated from his family, literally just stripped to the nines as a human being, mm-hmm. all right? I, I would, just remember when I told him in January in Nashville, I never I got into this business to defeat people yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. now I want a picture. You think, you think 15 years ago, RFK Jr. thought, I can't wait to do a speech at Hillsdale College. No. I'm guessing the answer's no, well, okay? But he has been laid and stripped bare by a willingness to challenge this system, and so you hear him through that, through that challenged and, stric- and stricken voice, you hear him, though, articulate the DNA of this conflict, yes. even if men like Donald Trump and Elon Musk never existed. Here's the frustration. RFK and Elon Musk, they've come to understand why they're why they are a threat to the system. Donald Trump is a threat to the system, but he still doesn't understand why. If he did, he'd be doing the opposite of talking right about on. Al Roker. Right he'd on. be blowing this thing up. He'd okay. be like Epstein Island. Oh, here's all the names. I'm showing you everything. I still might not win, but that's really his only path. Pulling the curtain all the way back. If you want people to respect Donald Trump, hmm. show us all the lies. I don't give a damn if you like uh, Al Roker. We are way past that. See, I think we're way past this. I think all three of us live in neighborhoods where a lot of our neighbors aren't. That's what I'm addressing. I think, yes, we're past this. I know, I know but, but I all... think I think if, if, if I'm running a political campaign and I'm trying to get, I'm trying to win voters that have tuned me out, I, 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 I'm not sure that a lot of our suburban neighbors who have traditionally voted Republican that they're past this. They all saw him for like 16 seasons of The Apprentice. They saw it with their own eyes. They know he's not Hitler, but they still need to believe that's not. It doesn't matter. He's never going to so be nice so Trump again. So your argument is that's an unwinnable debate for Trump. Yes. And so instead, actually be the best version of what they already think you are. Is that Either your way, argument? You were begging him to be early on, okay. even when he was good Trump. I'd like a little bit more of the um, That's good advice, the too. The tyrant. Yeah. All right. So if your argument is you can't 
probably went over those soft-headed people, no. so don't try. Yeah. Instead, be be the fulfillment of what they fear, and then when people benefit from that, they'll yeah. vote for you anyway. And show us all the skeletons everywhere. Do you really know him or not? Okay. He says he does. Okay. That, that's... I, and and that's, it, that's good advice, too, I think. You know, most of that interview last night was foreign policy centric, and he pivoted to foreign policy multiple times, at least. As he the, should. It was the best part of his presidency. And I thought that was pretty disciplined yep. and smart of him. Do I have any any aspirations that he will ma- remain disciplined and smart in that messaging? No, I do not. Um, but that that's I think that's the road that he needs to go on. The. The, the talk about Al Roker and, and Gavin Newsom, pretty small par- portions of that interview. And yes, it's it's annoying and kind of mind numbing from my vantage point. But the vast majority of his his appearance on Tucker Carlson was foreign policy. Be sure to check out our friends over at Constitution Wealth. Together, they will work with you to create a financial plan that is based on your values. They will align your portfolio with your principles. All right. Um, And you'll find that your principles don't have to get in the way of profits any longer. Align your money with your values. Go to invest with CW for Constitution Wealth. Invest with CW dot com slash Steve. That's invest with CW dot com slash Steve. Pardon me. All right. Let's get to buy, sell or hold. Good conversation. One that I think we will have in the future. Yeah. And I think a conversation we need to have in the future as well. Could an argument be made that if this is who RFK Jr. is really going to run as, the most good that could be done for this country is somebody like him actually being the Democratic nominee for Absolutely. president? Absolutely. Because if if the, if you're thinking that you just can't, it's almost impossible after 30 years of trying to move the Republican Party manifestly yeah. to the right. Yeah. Then then if at least could we could we take the Democratic Party from the from yeah. the demonic land of insanity in which it currently resides and at least move it to 1993 or something, okay? 1998, okay? The Bill Clinton who was the last one to sign balanced budget amendments that we all thought was the end of America at the time and now we're thinking, well, it was probably almost closer to Reagan than George W. Bush was yeah. in terms of, of t- actual policies when he removed the rhetoric. Could I mean and if, would that wind the clock back of our devolution far more than okay. even if you put a DeSantis in office? I don't know. I think that's a question worthy of debate. But if the ghost of the Clintons is too much and you're just like ick factor, think think Harry Truman. Think JFK. There's, you know, Bay of Pigs. There's problems, too. But are you telling me in this day and age you wouldn't vote for Harry Truman? Man, I'd take 10 Harry Trumans. There you go. All right. Buy, sell, or hold. You guys know how it works. You have the propositions, the suggestions. You have given them to Aaron. He relays them to Todd and I, and then we will buy or sell. If at any point in time uh, you uh, decide, one of us decides, I should say, to use the hold, then we have punked out. Um, We have violated the dude code by not taking a position. And as a result, you know, right now I am doing this show with a hole in my upper body. I have a literal hole in my upper body right now. I'm doing this show with a hole in my upper body. Right now, there's a lot of men who think that they can have a hole in their lower bodies. If you place a hold, you will have to join Lindsey Graham in inspecting those lower body holes. Leave leave now. Go back to wherever you were yesterday. (laughs) Disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Go 
back to the shadows. <laughs> I mean, we get me. What's next? Garlic sign of the cross. <laughs> I expel you. The power of Christ Maybe. compels you. Maybe. Yeah, I, I've been I've been hanging with demons too much. All right, Aaron, go ahead. Did not plan it this way, but we will begin with a reformed layman who says RFK Jr. as DeSantis's VP. I mean, if you told me you could have that right now. I mean, I, I might have a hole in my chest for another reason. Goodbye, cruel world. We're good here. I've, I've, it, like, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. I mean, what, what that national ticket for, or even Trump and, Trump and RFK Jr., what, what either one of those national tickets would do for a, a what, 90, 120-day general election campaign after the conventions, could you even, could you guys even imagine that, what that would be like? No. I don't think we deserve it. No. No. Yeah, we don't deserve I'm, it. So I'm, I'm selling also because I want like I want to be able to respect whatever the other side is. I just want a real debate amongst yeah. two men who like I don't hate. You know, that would be pretty awesome. See, to I think see. that that gets to the point I was just making a minute ago. If if we had a real opposition party, like if we really had agency and they really cared about us. I mean, I was reading Charlie Kirk on Twitter today. I mean, he would know. I mean, as close as he is to, to, to the Trump operation, he would have an idea. They're planning on giving mainstream media, corporate media who hates us a lot more, more of the debates again in this primary later this year. I, I mean, if, if we had a real opposition party who knew what time it was, I'd have no interest in trying to bring the other party back to the, to the mainstream. My only goal at that point would be to defeat them, to rout them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because, but we, we don't have that. We don't have, we don't have, hey, hey, where's the rest of the January 6th footage we were promised? It's been what, two months since they, since they, since they gave it to Tucker. Where's, where's the rest of it at? We don't have a real opposition party. And so therefore we have to accept the reality of the, this, this, Duopolistic relationship between these two entities infects all of us. Whether you're whether you're going to ever vote for a Democrat or not, you are all of you within the sound of my voice are absolutely affected by by what the Democratic Party has become because of whom the Republican Party is in response. The Republican Party is not Gandalf. You shall not pass in response. All right, uh, to the Balrock. They're not that. All right, they're not they're they're not they're not going over the cliff with the monster because the the inertia of the force in which they were fighting it took them both overboard. No, they're going over the cliff with the monster because they want to. They just want to make sure it's a safe and uh, uh, productive trip, and we both land on our feet. We get there in uh, manageable time. But if we were, if, if this if this was a party that was planting the staff and saying, no, well then at that point, the crazier they got, the more resolve I would have to rout them in response. Is that the political party that thinks no. it represents us? No. No. And so if I, I, I can pretend otherwise, that won't be to my liking. It won't, w pretending the world is something it's not never works to your advantage. I don't care what ideology you are, what religion you are, it never works to your advantage. Right uh, to deny reality. So the reality is we don't have that. We have a we have a, a, a symbiotic relationship between this and within this duopoly, and so therefore all of us are impacted, whether we've ever voted Democratic or not, by the crazy train they've become. And vis-a-vis, -vis, we'd all therefore be impacted, pulling them back from the brink at the exact same time. 
Yeah, if we had a true opposition party, we would have had some of the serious debates. Yes. That you're talking about. Yes, absolutely. All right, we'll come back. Oh, that was quick. Sorry. That's good. Got yeah. another half hour. All right. Yeah, we do. So we'll get to as many of them as we possibly can. And then what remains, we will delve into in the overtime today for Blaze TV subscribers at blazetv.com slash day. Stay tuned for all of that. Hour two coming your way next. with hour two live and on demand here on blaze tv radio and podcast steve dace here alongside totters and aaron mcintyre all of you let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox steve at stevedace.com is how you can email us there you can also like us and find us uh, at steve dace on facebook instagram uh, facebook what is it uh, me we I'm forgetting all of our sites. It's been a couple of Well, there's days. like 50 of them. Yeah. Uh, Facebook, MeWe, Gab. Look for Steve Dace there. At Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Getter, Instagram, and TikTok. And then at Real Steve Dace on Truth Social is where you'll find us there. Uh, if you are a podcast listener, thank you so much. Please, if you have yet to do this, leave us a five-star review. Hit subscribe or follow. And thank you to each and every one of you that have done those things for us already. This portion of the show brought to you by our friends over at Fast Growing Trees. Breathe some new life into your backyard this spring with FastGrowingTrees.com. From shade to fresh fruit to privacy, natural beauty, let Fast Growing Trees help you plant your dream garden with their expert advice, fast, reliable shipping. We're going to have Zoe's graduation party at our house later this spring. And figured since she wanted to have it at home, we better spruce up the yard a little bit. So we took advantage of fast-growing trees to help us do that. And, uh, and, and it was so simple, even we could do it. All right. So if you want to join the fast growing trees army from people that are tired of waiting in long lines, hauling heavy plants around and then getting all that uh, dirt and grime all over their vehicles when they do so, just avoid all that. FastGrowingTrees.com. Order online. Your plants arrive at your door in just a few days. And you'll be one of their over 1.5 million happy customers when you go to FastGrowingTrees.com slash now. I'm sorry, slash Steve. FastGrowingTrees.com slash Steve. For some reason, I thought my name was now. It's not. FastGrowingTrees.com slash Steve. Get 15% off your entire order. FastGrowingTrees.com slash Steve for 15% off. Also, as a thank you, just got this note from our nefarious film team. Oh, let me find this. Where is it here? I had it. Where'd it go? Ah. Dang it. I just had it. And then I lost it. Because this is something really cool we want to do for you guys. And now I need to know where it is. Oh, here it is. It's on my email. My bad. Okay. You guys are, I mean, straight up, the theaters have told us this. They've given us like 400 more theaters in the last two weeks because of what you guys have done. Uh, they've they just they'll, they'll just tell you we've almost we've never we can't recall a grassroots movement 
calling and like I want my MTV and demanding I want this demon movie in my neighborhood right away okay I think that you guys have made the theater chains believe my show's a lot bigger than it actually is (laughs) because this is the whole Samuel Adams the tireless minority you guys have been so persistent that they almost think that this is like a a Beck Limbaugh Levin level of show it's not I mean, we're not a small show. We're just not at that level. But thank you. Um, you guys have done so well with pre-sales for tickets. The theaters responded. That's why a lot of you are noticing right now, hey, I, there was no showings in my area a week ago. You were just telling me during the break you got to know from somebody. Yeah. There was no showings at any theaters in Austin, Texas a week ago. Now there's three, right? And uh, th- this is why. It's a response to what you guys have done. Here's what we would like to do at Nefarious to thank all of you. All right. This is a special one-time offer for your group if you're going to see it in a theater. We will give you a special license and a digital copy of the film if you take 15 or more people to see it in the theater this weekend for opening weekend. All right? So we know you're going to love this movie, and we know you're going to want to share it with your church or group. All right? If you send us a photo of the 15 or more tickets from this weekend, because I've heard from tons of people, our whole group is going, our small group is going, our whole church is buying out showings. If that is you, then we want to give you as a thank you, a free license to show the film at your church. All right. So if you are, if you are going with a group of 15 or more and you have that receipt and you're doing it this weekend um, for opening weekend, which is what the industry really pays attention to, we will give you a free church license to show it for a year at your church or group as a way of saying thank you. That's the least we could do for what all of you guys have done for us, okay? So send a photo of your receipt of the 15 or more tickets to groups at nefariousmovie.com. That's groups at nefariousmovie.com. And then we'll sit, you send us that receipt. We will send you the church license that you can show for up to a year to your church or group for free as our way of saying thank you for what you guys have done, the enemy did everything, dumped almost every movie they have not released yet on us in our release window over the last few weeks. And you guys came through big time. We almost recovered every last theater we lost. And we still ended up with three and a half times the theaters we thought we were going to get when we decided to go theatrical last fall. I mean, what you guys did here was insane. This is the least we could do. So if you're a part of a group that bought 15 or more tickets to Nefarious, email a photo of that receipt to groups at nefariousmovie.com. That's groups at nefariousmovie.com. And we'll give you a free church license to show it to your church or group for a year. So thank you. Back to buy, sell, or hold. That is awesome. And now for something completely different. D.S. Charlesworth says, considering their dynasty run went on for over 40 years from 1921 to 1964 with 20 wins and nine losses in the World Series, the New York Yankees are the most successful franchise out of the four major professionals team sports leagues. Bye. I could buy that. Now, you have, with, with, the, with the Celtics do, didn't they win like, didn't Red Auerbach win like, is it 10 in a row or 10 out of 12 years or something crazy? Okay. Um, but when you, I think, I think that, that would be your, the only franchise I would say that would challenge. Um, because you also, just like with the Yankees, you had great personalities with the Celtics too. Um, 
but I, I'll buy this. You know, baseball is the more venerable sport, although the NBA is probably more popular now. But I'll buy it, sure. I think context in terms of American prominence applies to this, but I was even going to say, like, it. You know better. I, I don't. Is there a hockey franchise historically? I mean, the Bruins. I, I that the, just in our country, no. The closest would be. Um, you, you've had dy- dy- dynastic eras, but a lot of more. The Montreal Canadiens are kind of the Yankees mm-hmm. of the NHL um, in terms of history. Uh, the Red Wings were headed there. Um, the late 90s, early 2000s Red Wings were headed there, and then they stopped letting the Red Wings be the New York Yankees with the new collective bargaining agreement when they lost their TV deal because we could just buy players like Brendan Shanahan every offseason. We couldn't do that anymore. And so, you know, our franchise, we're probably on that trajectory, didn't get there. Um, you've had great eras like the New York Islanders in the early 80s, the Mike Bossy Islanders. They were replaced by the Edmonton Oilers of the Gretzky Yari Curry mm-hmm. uh, era, okay. Grant Fuhrer, remember those great teams. Mark Messier, but no, I, I don't. I think you'd have to go to the Montreal Canadiens or old school original six to find anything in the NHL that approaches the Yankees. Yeah, and that that Celtics dynasty, I don't think we fully appreciate now because again, it's well documented. They, I mean, the NBA that had, I mean, there was the, what was the other, the ABA, Doctor J. Mm-hmm. I mean. Magic, Bird, Jordan, that, that things things changed. You go back to that, that that Celtic dynasty with Bill Russell. We look back at it now as absolutely iconic, but I think you put that even winning t- whatever many in a row next to the New York Yankees. That the New York Yankees were culture. I the Celtics a- at the time when they were doing that. That that was not like dominating people's hearts, minds, and souls. I mean, baseball was America back then. So I I, I just I think ultimately the Yankees clearly get the nod. Okay. Next up, we go to James Paul, who says Hunter will be arrested before we see the Nashville Manifesto. Sell. I I I'm not sure how high the odds for either are, but I definitely think the odds are higher that you will see the Nashville Manifesto. Yeah. Even if it's leaked by somebody, you know, uh, in, somewhere in, 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 in the city who has some level of integrity, then you'll see Hunter Biden get arrested. And if it's not like Governor Lee there, right? Like, what's your point? Just yeah. please leave. Get out of our way. Mm-hmm. What's your point? Yeah. Uh, Plus, you have one second. There are some very prominent media outlets that exist in Nashville, not the least of which is Daily Wire, who could be issuing FOIA requests and lawsuits to to obtain that. Okay, you can't issue a FOIA request for where's Hunter Biden's arrest. Right. Okay, so there's that angle, too. Paul Johnson says Lindsey Graham's Google search history consists entirely of how to become the next Dalai Lama. Okay, now did someone dude, say tongue? Oh, see now, now I'm where Todd is at. Now you have made me extremely uncomfortable with that, like very, which is why I have to buy. But I'm, I'm, I'm very no, 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 right now, no, no. no. You know, do you think even Lindsey Graham is like Jonah Hill gift with the Dalai Lama? Like, oh man, that's. That's true. That kid was probably that that male would be too young for Lindsay. I mean, he'd be looking more, you know, um, man in a uniform for Donald Trump's age. Yeah, maybe more Aaron's age. Uh, now I'm in a little May December action. 
I'm I'm uncomfortable now. Thank you. Uh, Logan Wade says RFK. We Jr. had a dignified show yesterday, America. You had a class woman on here yesterday. I've just returned and just completely sullied the whole experience. Yes. Uh, Logan Wade says RFK Jr. 24 will have a similar impact to the DNC that. Trump 16 had to the GOP, assuming he survives the primary season. We kind of already talked about we, this. We can yeah. only pray that this is the case. Yeah. Now, there's a mechanism within the Democratic Party that doesn't exist in the Republican Party called superdelegates. And that is what they did to Bernie Sanders, right? I mean, you go ahead, you can win all these primaries and everything else, but you can't win the superdelegates as kind of the last line of defense against you winning the nomination. I always forget about the superdelegates. But um, the, uh, and I also, here's the other thing I don't know. I I don't know, I, I always knew there were a lot of people in the Republican Party receptive to Trump's message. That's why when we were on the Cruz campaign, that we tried to have the same message, okay? Uh, I don't know how many people are, are receptive to RFK Jr.'s message no. in the Democratic Party. That's I am hoping I'm hoping it's a lot more than we think. It isn't. I, I am hoping there's a ton of people that just think just that are just more into social programs than we are and are pro-choice uh, with but aren't uh, you know kill every baby and and watch them be born alive. Okay, you know that have just gone along with this because. They just think Republicans are, are for corporations and hate the little guy, and they had to tolerate, you know, that because it was part of their political coalition. I, I'm hoping there's a lot of people like that. I am suspecting there isn't. And I think RFK but, knows but, that. But, uh, but RFK Jr. is going to give us the answer to this. Yes. And and I think I think that's a useful tool yes. for us. One he he and I I, he's, I don't want to make it look like he's you know has no dignity as a person. I'm just speaking as a political uh-huh. via, as a political brand. Let me make that clear. As a political brand, he has great value to us one way or the other. A, he is, in the perfect scenario, he drags that party back from the mouth of madness, okay, to at least 1998. All right, fair? Uh-huh. Yeah. At least does that, yeah. okay? Or B, the, more, the far more likely scenario. Yes. He shows us once and for all Abandon hope, all ye who enter. Yeah. This is not just a rhetorical flourish. It's a demonic construct. And that party doesn't just need to be defeated, but exercised. Okay? That there is no Truman, there is no base of JFK Democrats that are just beyond disgusted with what's happened to their party. And they have been waiting for a sane figure to lead them out of the wilderness. Th- Moses has arrived. They will not be receiving deliverance. They like it here. Mm-hmm. Okay? Either one of those answers is useful to us. One of them's a hell of a lot more fun than the other. Okay, if we're if yes. being honest about that too. But either way, we'll get some clarity. Either way. Next, we go to Doug Ripley, who says Nefarious will be the number one movie at the box office this weekend. Number of folks who either rallied around or reacted negatively towards Steve when his medical scare trended nationally on Twitter leads me to believe he's moving the meter in our culture right now. I'm gonna sell. Bye. Here's why I'm going to sell. Removing myself, just looking at numbers, okay? There's only so many seats in theaters, and we have around 1,000. And there's less seats in theaters than there used to be because a lot of them have gone to those recliners, which are nice, by the way, but it also means those seats are like 
two and a half of, a, of the old seats. So there's fewer seats in theaters. So it's a simple numbers game. Okay. I mean, what is considered any, any, any if you average more than $5,000 a weekend per theater, that's considered anything above five grand is considered elite. Like the Super Mario Brothers movie this weekend was at 10,000 a screen. That's crazy. Absolute nuts. And that's why it had a $200 million uh, opening weekend. Okay. Um, even if, so if even if we were to hit that 5,000 number, which would be nuts, and if we did that, by the way, like all of the Hollywood trades would write about that. They could not ignore a number like that. But do the math. If Even if we hit the $5,000 per screen average, multiply that by 1,000 theaters, that's $5 million, okay? That will not be enough to be the number one movie in America. It won't. Super Mario Brothers is, good as, is still going to make... It could lose 50% of its audience. That's still $100 million it would make this weekend. It could lose 70% of its audience. That's, that's still $70 million it would make this weekend. 80% is still $50 million. We're not, we can't possibly do that. We don't have the capacity to do that. So what we're hoping for is the best per screen average we can get because then that will help us to add more theaters moving yeah. forward. Which will, to me, by definition, be number one. We're talking pound for pound. And also, I think the weather is getting nicer and nicer. And none of the other movies we're talking about have the buzz that this movie has. People are going to not are going to default to do something other than go to the movies, other than a movie like this that people have been waiting for this long. Follow up to that. Brian Ziegler says Nefarious will exceed $11.5 million opening weekend. Am I making you uncomfortable with these? We can just no. Okay. I think we would we do it for any other movie. No, that our audience cared about. Oh, maybe. Yes. Okay. So it's it's only fair to hold me to the same standard. I we would discuss with anybody else. If that happens, I mean I don't even know. I mean rolling. I mean I'm rolling in here, dude. Like Bishop Don Magic friggin' Juan. If that happens. Okay, I mean, if we hit four or five million dollars this weekend, again, on the number of screens we have, that would be absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. If we hit 11 million on the amount of screens we have, I don't. That's an act of God. We, we can't do that. OK, we, we cannot do that on our own with our marketing budget and the amount of screens we are in. That would require an, an anointing to make that happen. So I'm not saying it can happen. I'm, I'm just telling you that that's the only way that it would. Okay. Next up, we go to Maurice Simpson, who says Carolina Panthers won't go wrong drafting C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young at number one. I, I largely agree with this. I, I love Bryce Young. I, I do. Um, I do have. Con- I'm not concerned so much about the five foot ten, five foot eleven. We are in a different era of the NFL now, more wide open. It's not Doug Flutie, you know, behind a, 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 an eye formation, two tight end offense, okay, from the, from the 80s. Um, you've seen Russell Wilson, other guys that are shorter in stature. It's more spread out in the NFL, more like a college offense. Um, uh, you know, even Kyler Murray, when he actually studies the playbook, has been pretty good. Uh, so uh, for Bryce Young, it's not the 5'11". It's the, it's the buck 85, okay, because... You don't want to take the kid's mobility away from him because that's his ability to create. I mean, he's an absolute Brett Favre-esque magician outside of the pocket. What that also means, though, is go take some hits. 
So Kyler Murray's not much taller than, than, than Bryce Young, but he's built a lot thicker. And he's had a problem staying healthy sometimes. I am concerned about that. I am. But in today's NFL, I would rather have Bryce Young's creativity. However, if, I'm, if, I, if, if CJ Stroud has done this very smartly, if, if you're an NFL team at all that has any concerns about that, C.J. Stroud put a heroic performance on against Georgia in the playoff. Best receiver gets hurt. Best tailbacks, two top tailbacks are out. He carried that team. His willingness to run the ball and everything else. I mean, that was that was number one overall draft. And then Bryce Young didn't compete at the combine. C.J. Stroud did and went out there and dominated. So if you're a team that has any concerns at all about Bryce Young's ability to stay healthy Stroud performed so well on those two big stages that he gave you an excuse to choose him instead I would still choose Bryce Young but I have no I'd have no problem drafting CJ Stroud number one and I think I think at the very least Stroud I would rate Stroud better than any of the prospects that came out last year and from two years ago I'd probably rate Stroud just behind um Trevor Lawrence and on par with Justin Fields, which means I'd probably rank Bryce Young a little ahead of that and just behind Trevor Lawrence. So I don't, I don't think you can go wrong either way. It really comes down to what kind of a gamble are you willing to take on Bryce Young's ability to stay healthy? Bye. I, they're close enough to me. The thing I'd be looking at the most is which one is less likely to become a diva. <laughs> Bryce Young is the answer to that question. Yeah. Bryce Young is. Uh, next, Rooster with a violent past says, the delightful pancake topping formerly known as Aunt Jemima <laughs> is pronounced syrup, not syrup. I've heard it pronounced both ways. I guess I don't know the answer to this, no. but I love the fact that you refer to it as the delightful pancake topping formerly known as Aunt Jemima. I love that. So I will just buy on, on those grounds alone. Sal don't care. Before we move on, a word about our friends at My Patriot Supply. Uh, it's hard to trust anything or anyone these days. Things seem a little bit more or a lot more uncertain than they ever have been before. That's why. Make sure you are prepared with a three-month emergency food kit. That's over 2,000 calories a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, even drinks and snacks. The full complement of nutrition you need every day. And the food stays good for up to 20 years with proper storage. And right now, you can save $200 on each kit, not your order. Each kit, even better, $200 on each kit that your family needs, plus free shipping right now at MyPatriotSupply.com. Have the peace of mind to know that if Let's Go Brandon really starts brandoning, you are prepared. MyPatriotSupply.com. Again, that's MyPatriotSupply.com. Next up, William Buckberry says, Steve, Di- D- Steve Dace, I can't pronounce <laughs> your name either. Steve Dace hopped up on hydrocodone with one hour of sleep, should have been given the microphone from his deathbed for Tuesday's overtime to spit freestyle about whatever he wanted to, to talk about. <laughs> okay, we, we would have taken that call. Uh, I am told I said in and out of consciousness, I said some very interesting things <laughs> in the ER on Monday night is what Amy said. So, yeah. Wow. I'm buying that. You guys are buying that? that? Sure. Okay. I'll buy it. Sure. Uh, Next. Dadmar1 says, Gavin Newsom will enter the 2024 campaign with lots of fanfare, but will ultimately fizzle like Jeb, exclamation point, because he is just, well, look at California. Sell. 
Uh, if he enters, it's because they've already plant, plotted to move along uh, and move him. He, it's because he's been anointed to replace Biden. That, that, that's the only reason he would get in. And the, and the other reason, if he does fizzle, is not because of, look at California. It's because, hey, look at this straight white male. Yeah. If he gets in, it's because this is the superdelegate's choice. They, they have decided that, uh, that Joe cannot run again and that even being, um, um, even being a, a black woman, they just can't sell one of Montel Williams' hoes to the country. I will sell because, listen, we remember what we on this very show used to say about Joe Biden? And here we are. It all depends on Gavin Newsom's willingness to go there. He He's governor of California, but this is a whole nother level of selling out. Uh, what inanities are you willing to say, do whatever on behalf of, as Oren McIntyre talks about, the total state? I, a lot of the... Steve, you and I, we're 50-year-old we're men. We've, we've been around stupid liberalism, progressivism for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. But like, again, this is, we're talking about demonic. I don't, is he willing to go all in, into the mouth of madness? Yet, do you, you see Gavin Newsom? I, I see him, he's a, he's a stupid entitled lip. I don't, we don't know yet. If he's willing to fully alter at the worship of nefarious yet that that's the whole question I mean, you like you think are you saying you think pre-dementia like 2012 joe biden would not have been this nuts joe biden. But, at this, but at this stage of life i just want the job yes. and i'm nuts anyway that's why so the machine picked. can run the can run the can run that, the president necromance because he would you say don't think gavin newsom is that level of soulless i don't know we're gonna well, I mean, find he's, out he's, he's has to be he's the governor of their of of friggin' California. I think he is. I, I, I don't know yet. I think he is. I don't know yet. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not making excuses and if he's, for him. And here's the thing. If, if, if he's not yet, if you're governor of California, you're willing to be. I agree with your question. I just don't think it applies to him. Are we at a state when we're going to find this? I mean, this is kind of the RFK Jr. conversation. We are going to essentially find out whether a job requirement prerequisite of being the Democrat nominee is that you are soulless. Yeah. Basically, we're going to find that out. I yes. mean, at the end of the day, he's the guy during California. Like, it, he, he, at that rich restaurant, what's it called? The the hypocrisy of going out. Oh. Yeah, but, yeah, but they're all like that. They're That's all like that. Point. Yeah, they're all they're, like that. It's ne- This is next level. That inner sanctum of getting in on that. Once, Aaron and I were talking yesterday about how much that, that chick... In Nebraska. Uh, in, uh, no, how, she, how much she got paid to say, you know, she fainted, she took the first Oh, jab. yeah, Tiffany Dover, you the know? nurse, yeah. That's a whole nother level, you know, she got paid a lot of money, I think, to, uh, to make that lie. But how, how soulless are you willing to come? I, I don't know the man. He just looks like a typical liberal California punk to me. I don't know. Is he really the, the, the table of all the demons? He's the governor of California. He already does. Okay. 
By the way, Steve, uh, as a quick aside, did you see that video of uh, Tiffany Dover? She's that nurse back in late yeah. 2020 who took the to- COVID jab in public and then collapsed, and then she fell off the pl- face of the planet for three years. You remember I remember her? that case, but no. She's There's another back. video with her? She, uh, she's back. She did an interview with NBC where she called everybody who was uh, has, asking questions about why she dropped off the face of the planet conspiracy theorists before saying to NBC that her hospital muzzled her. Yeah. Your reaction? She flat out admitted the... Mu- Hospital would not let her talk. My, how much money did she take? Exactly. That's what I said. That's, 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 that's my said. reaction. Yeah. See, that's that. that that's another level. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. How much money did she take? Yeah. Next up, Screaming Plants the Musical says Steve would rather deal with his infection than watch more TikToks. Anna brings in uh, Screaming Plants. Also Bye. says glad he's Bye. doing better. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. It was bad yesterday. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would rather bad. because it, it, at least they're carved the infection out of me. TikTok is putting it back into me. Bye. Yes. Todd, unbeknownst to him, by the way, yesterday, conflated you with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Moving on. Sure. Uh, on Common Sense <laughs> says everyone has had or will have mRNA vaccines through food. At this rate, bye. There's a lot of that going around. Talking about some of those. Um, remember when we talked about the um, cattle just suddenly yeah. dying, but it only in certain that that may have very well been initial our mRNA results, so to speak. Hmm. Okay. I'll, I'm willing to buy. We have no, in all these areas, we, we just have no, there have not been consequences. There have not been sufficient That's pause. Why. Bus, That's why. There's racing to get back to normal. So yep. you haven't really, of course, something like this is going to happen. Yep. You're That's, too busy to make it otherwise. That explains why I'm buying. Rapid fire, one more minute. Thalai says, uh, going to sell all guns except for five and take the $50,000 I made to buy physical gold. Good idea, buy, sell, or hold? Sell. I guess I'm leaning towards sell as well, sorry. Jerry Davis says, by the end of April, both Colorado and Arizona will bolt from the Pac-12 for the Big 12. By June, Arizona State bolts for the Big 12, and uh, San Diego State will then back out of going to the sinking ship, the Pac-12, and convince Oregon State and Washington State to join them in the Mountain West. Oregon and Washington will try to uh, go independent until the Big Ten calls. Bye. They're talking to the freaking CW, and it's almost May. Bye. Because that's super stupid, I'm buying. We do not have enough time for the final one. It is a top 10 80s hair ballads songs, and we just, I simply cannot talk that fast. I'm sorry, Jay Ford. That was a Save good it for next week. There you go. He wasted the chaos of realignment when we could have been talking hair ballads, Aaron. Man, Todd is broken. He's, Todd the, he's is from a, give broken. Him, give him a, cut him some slack. He's from a different generation. It's true. He doesn't know hair ballads. Okay, he doesn't know the power ballad from the hair metal band. All due respect, you guys grew your hair out. We're cutting our nuts off, okay? That's true. I think he needs a lot of slack, actually. (laughs) Americans have had it. They want options. They don't want to have to keep supporting woke corporatists trying to destroy what's left of the country. Unfortunately, you don't have a huge amount of options when it comes to a parallel economy yet. But one of them and one place you do have an option, and it's with an option all of us need nowadays, a mobile phone. You can go to our friends at Patriot Mobile. Make the switch today to America's only 
American mobile phone company. They offer dependable nationwide coverage on all three of the major networks. And as a result, they can now offer you, if you make the switch, the best possible service in your area with their coverage guarantee. Switch to any of these networks at any time for free without changing carriers. And do so with the knowledge that you are directly now supporting a company that shares your values and is out to defend them at PatriotMobile.com slash Steve. When you go there to make the switch, you'll get a free activation at PatriotMobile.com slash Steve. Or you can call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Where's my, where's my weekly profit of woe and lamentation? Uh, I keep getting a message from him saying, uh, it's a woman's voice actually saying, uh, the recipient is not at the phone right now. I wonder, is, is this, is Daniel euthanizing us? Has he just decided, I think that the day, I think Steve Dace has had enough woe and lamentation for one week. No way. I'm just, I'm just, I've got to set this one out. No. Of course he's not. He is not. Daniel is not that kind of merciful. That's why we love him. He is more likely to pour it on and say, you know what, well, since you're suffering anyway, let's just go ahead and get on with it then. Yes. So something must be wrong. Hopefully he is okay. So I guess then we will continue on. Hair ballads it is. Hair bands. With buy, sell, or hold. Hair bands. Here we go. Or hair ballads, yes. Uh, This is from Jay Ford. Top 80s hair ballads. Uh, I think this is a top 10 list. I didn't count. Uh, Don't Close Your Eyes by Kicks. No. Come on. We're starting with Kicks. Wasn't even a good cereal. Your parents ever get you kicks, by the way? Oh, I loved kicks. No. Back when we I could did, eat it. We did You're not. kidding me. Oh, I love kicks. Kicks, kicks was kicks was so bad it would made you long for when your parents got the store brand variety. Not generic. You don't want the generic black and white box. That was terrible and everything. But like the store brand, like growing up in Michigan, it was Spartan Foods, the local store brand. You know, what is Hy V here? Top choice, I think, in there or just Hy V, right? Kicks was so bad that you preferred if your parents just got the store brand cereal. That was the knockoff because it was at least close enough to the real thing that it was better than oh, Kicks. You did. This song sucked so bad you got Steve segueing into a cereal conversation. <laughs> I hated Kicks cereal, man. I when when mom when mom used to come home with Kicks from the store, I had the same reaction that Anastasia had when when Amy would tell her when she was little that she was making meatloaf for dinner. I mean, Anna would literally start crying. Like, just literally spontaneously tear up and start crying. <laughs> she would ask her about that sometime. Is it true that when, when your mom told you when you were little she was making meatloaf that you would literally just begin to spontaneously cry? It's absolutely true. Built yes. character. Yes. High put, enough. Put tear on your chest. Yeah, Indeed, yeah. yes. High enough by Damned Yankees. More likely, more, more, but it's a 90s song, actually. That song came yeah. out in 1990. Okay, but that is a great song. Remember Damn Yankees? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah which, which I think wasn't uh, Motor City Madman was the guitarist, yes, right? Yes, he was. Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent was the guitarist on that tune. And the lead singer of Night Ranger. Yes, was, yeah. yep. Because you had that era, the, the Traveling Wilburys and a few other projects where he took bands that kind of, from, or different bands and acts and combined, yeah. and Damn Yankees was one of them. And High Enough, I think, was a number one song. But I, I know it was in the 90s because I absolutely remember slow dancing to that. Uh, my senior year in high school. All right, it was a hot song at the for the formal dances. Okay, and so that would have been I think 1990 or 1991. Love song by Tesla. It's okay. Yeah, but uh, but I mean, this is a target rich environment, Erzin. 
Yeah, so far and, this and so is far an the overwhelming only, list. The only one that I think definitely belongs on the list didn't come out in the '80s. Okay, so and high high enough. While a great song, you are you're pushing the fringes of power ballad with that song. I mean, it's it's that's got some tempo to it. You know, I mean, you're not. So I don't know what this, this the heart of this list. You better come strong here in the next. Seven. I don't want to hear about it anymore. It's a shame I have to live without you anymore. There's a fire in my heart. A pounding in my brain, and it's driving me crazy. Is that how the song starts? There's a fire in my heart, a pounding in my brain, talking? and it's driving me crazy. Is that how high enough starts? Aren't those the I'm opening lyrics? 50 years old. I've, <laughs> I don't know. Straight up, man. I, I, <laughs> straight up, I was talking to Amy yesterday. I got in the middle of a point. When you were speaking in tongues and hallucinating? <laughs> no, I was supposedly sober. I got into a point and just stopped talking. Hmm. And she's like, what? I'm like, what are you talking about? You didn't finish your point. I'm like... I don't remember what I was trying to say. You want me to and quote it, the lyrics of high And that was the first time it happened, and I'm totally blaming it, not on almost being 50. I'm totally blaming it on the hydrocodone. I would. Okay. Well, you, thought your name was, you thought your name was now, earlier, so there's that. When the Children Cry by White That's Lion. more like it now. Oh, Complete 80s schlock. Oh, that's so terrible. It is dreadful, terrible. Plenty of couple skates, no, though, to I, win the Children Cry by White Lion. I don't. That's what I'm talking about I'm right there. I'm starting to respect this list more now because I don't think it was serious all along because that song is awful. It is awful, dude, but it absolutely belongs on the list. You bet. It does. I, I haven't heard of any of these except for maybe two. Yeah, except for two uh, bands. I mean, uh, don't know what you got no, till it's gone. That's by a Cinderella. classic. Yes, there, isn't this this is where he's playing yes. the piano on the beach, yes. right? In the video. Yes. Yeah. This absolutely. Is don't know what you got. Yeah, absolutely. That's a classic from Cinderella. You bet. I remember you by Skid yep. Row. Uh, that is an incredible song. You ever heard this one, Aaron? No. This is an incredible song. Skid Row, a band that had like two great songs. This one in 18 in Life. Remember 18 in Life? Do you remember that song? Of course. Yeah. And then uh, Sebastian Coe yeah, like overdosed uh, and died. Eventually. Sebastian Bach is still uh, with Bach. us. He's Wait, still is with he? Us. He's still with us. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah, he's still with us. So am I thinking of? Very underrated singer, had an incredible voice. I Remember You is a tremendous song. So, I mean, I would put that um, on the list of like most underrated pop songs ever. Um, what's the Triumph song I'm thinking of? That uh, it would be on that list as well, but uh, that I can't think of it now. That there's that's a great song. I'm glad that made the list. Next huh. up, we have "Love Is on the Way" by Saigon Kick. I I don't even know what that is. I don't either. I can't recall it. I I I don't. I, that doesn't even sound familiar to me. Is, would, did we just make this up? Saigon Kick. I, I, I've never heard of like I said. I've never heard of most of these. Magic bands. Power is the Triumph song I was thinking of. That that I belongs like on the all time underrated pop song. No list. one knows what that one is either. I don't that, know that's that. a great song. Yeah, without you by Motley Crue. You went with without you instead of home sweet home. Yeah. Home sweet home has to be on the list. You chose the wrong one. Okay, yeah. home sweet home. It might be the best song Motley Crue ever did. Okay, although I'm a huge Kickstart My Heart guy, but it, no, home sweet home is the quintessential Motley Crue power ballad. Yes, this list. We might be bordering. Who 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 presented this? What was the Jay gender? Jay Ford, Haitian, nineteen ninety nine. Jay, if he's male, may we might be bordering Todd here on a dude code violation. By the time we get to the end of this, we've got com- two more picks. To a sell conversation us. may need to be had here. Two more picks okay. to sell right. us. Fair Heaven enough. by Warren. Oh, we're screwed. 
It belongs on the list, but I hate the song. I hated the band. Okay. Yeah. I never understood why John Elway left the Broncos to get involved in bad 80s hair metal. Okay. What? Look at the lead singer of Warrant and tell me that is not John Elway in a blonde haired wig. It absolutely, that's John Elway's. I, I, I used to ask that question at parties in college. Do you guys, whenever someone would play a Warrant song, I'd, I'd turn around to somebody. Why did John Elway leave the Broncos and get into hair metal? I thought it was a funny line. You were I, a blast in college. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why you didn't last. It's I not thought, the, it's not I the thought stuff like that like, was funny. You told that joke one too many times, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got to go. All right. This, this is some form of harassment. It's too cringe. Get this kid off the campus. All right. Uh, finally. Michigan jersey everywhere. That's probably why they kicked me out was for that. Yes. Every rose has its thorn. Yes. By oh, that might be the best 80s power ballad. You, you may, all right. Certainly this with this last one, you redeemed yourself. Okay. It was, it was kind of all over the place and. It had enough. Yeah. I mean, that is, and that you, that used to be, and that's another reason why I might get kicked out of uh, college. That was one of my karaoke go-tos back in the day, man, was every rose has its thorn. All right. So <laughs> you say things that, I mean, I think I've established by now. I have no dignity. I'm had, freaking doing this show with a hole in my chest. You were, you taking, all right? were you taking hydrocodone in college too? <laughs> In the same sh- just fought in this in this discussion, you were talking about dude code violations, and then seconds later, you were talking about your karaoke go-tos. That's the center will not hold, my friend. Every rose has its thorn belongs on the list. Number one song, and uh, it it's it might be the among the best, if not the best, of eighties hair metal power ballads of the era i remember you that's a good poll okay that's an often forgotten song and it's freaking incredible so that was good a lot of the rest of the list though yikes yeah agreed i mean who are we so we're obviously missing oh there's a, a yeah ton. i mean we, i mean i'll just here i'll just type in 80s hair metal ballads I'm trying to I did love the the When the Children Cry by White Lion because I do hate that song, but it was a big hit. 80s hair metal ballads. I mean, how is... Like, there's no Bon Jovi. Uh, love Bites by Def Leppard. Oh, Def, yeah, Def Leppard. Um, here, so here's the list that came up. Uh, top 10 80s hair metal ballads of all time. All right? Every Rose Has Its Thorn, which was on this yes. list. Heaven by Warrant on this list. Nobody's Fool by... that's that, No, they did every... Don't Know What You Got Until It's Gone instead of Nobody's yeah. Fool. Okay. Um, Love Bites by that's, Def Leppard. Nobody's Fool is a great song. That's well. a great song too. I agree. Um, although I would put Hysteria. I think Hysteria is better than Love Bites. Don't you think Hysteria is a better hair, uh, hair metal love, uh, love uh, ballad? Hysteria is a better song. Neither one are really ballads, but they're better songs than a lot of the ones on this uh, list. Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue, I Remember You by Skid Row, When the Children Cry by White Lion. They have Here I Go Again by White Snake. That is not a ballad. No, it's that's, not. That's not a ballad. Carrie by Europe. I couldn't stand Europe. And I, I hated Final Countdown. I couldn't stand that song either. And The Price by Twisted Sister. I don't even know if I know that song. 
That was their list of the top 10. Are we not calling Bon Jovi hair metal? Because there you go. Because then you would get into uh, I'll Be There For You, which is a great yeah. uh, 80s hair metal ballad, right? I'll be there for you. These five words, I swear to you, when you breathe, I want to be the air for you. I'll be there for you. I can't believe I still remembered that off the top of my head. I can. Yeah. All right. You want to get into some more? That's uh, a lyric right there. When you breathe, I want to be the air for you. It is. That's a lyric right there for you. Bonus, bonus, via seller hold here. Okay. This is from, we're going to go back to more conventional topics now. Josh Showers says, the moon landing wasn't real. Buy, sell, or hold. I don't want Buzz Aldrin to yeah. punch me in the face, so I'm going to buy. Yeah, I'm, I'm st- but I hate the fact that I now pause on, like, every possible offering alone. Oh, it lines. was real. Is the, is, it, it wasn't was real? real. Was real. Buy. The moon la- oh, I'm sorry. It, it wasn't. My bad. <laughs> okay, then I'm selling, because yeah. I don't want Buzz Aldrin to punch me right. in the face. Sell. Yeah. Um, trying to have, maybe you guys can help me figure this one out. MK Caden says, I guess my future buy, sell, hold must be soft-headed sports or pop culture questions to get read on air. Replace three non-political questions with a sports segment. At, le- at least that way y'all can talk sports. Do you get what the proposition was in that one? Yeah, what they're saying is if we had a dedicated sports segment every week, then they would know when not to listen. It's rather, not that there's... Rather than interspersing it into this segment that they otherwise like, but then we subject them to our sports takes. It's not that there's too many sports questions <clears throat> on these things. It's that whenever there is one, Steve will often go on on those for a level of length that is not commensurate with the interest of our audience. I think that's that's true. But it's an opportunity to do what he did for so very long that he just doesn't... I mean, I know you still have the podcast, but it's just that that's where you started. Yeah. So, yeah. Logan Wade says, take the over on the Trump being excluded from two state ballots for felony convictions. Buy, sell, or hold that. I could buy that. I think we need to consider things that, yeah. that just have never been considered before. I could buy that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Before we close things out, a reminder about our friends over at Better Spectacles. Who are they? Well, I'm wearing their glasses right now today. Uh, They're a conservative American company that offers Rodenstock eyewear, 144-year-old German-engineered glasses that are the gold standard in the industry, exclusively available for the first time for mass distribution here in the U.S. via our friends at Better Spectacles. All right. So if you want uh, your glasses to work perfectly with your brain and the sharpest vision in all distances, including 40% better at near and intermediate distances, uh, you want to talk to our friends over at Better Spectacles. BetterSpectacles.com slash Steve. That's where I went to have my eyes checked out and to get these glasses. Better Spectacles com slash Steve. Schedule a teleoptical appointment. Won't even have to leave your home. Don't settle with your eyesight. Go big with the best at betterspectacles.com slash Steve. Ask about their introductory offer. 61% off plus free handcrafted rodent stock frames. 61% off progressive eyewear. What's that? What, what I'm wearing. I'm a little far. I'm a little near. If that's you, 61% off and free handcrafted rodent stock frames. When you go to betterspectacles.com slash Steve, that's betterspectacles.com slash Steve. Couple more. Sam Hillier says, by the end of the year, you will have at least one state openly defying or ignoring Supreme Court ruling. I could see just sure. I could see Florida getting there. Yep, for sure. I'll buy. 
Yeah. Yep. I mean, if you look at what him and it, what, what DeSantis is doing in this legislative session right now, it's just like they're doing like the Eagles' greatest hits, man, right now. And I, I bet you I could for sure see a federal court's trying to say a universal injunction. And I yeah. could for sure see DeSantis say, well, I've been, wait- I've been wanting to do this, but since I'm going to run for president, now is a good time. Yeah. So here's the Peter Quill wind up middle yeah. finger, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, I could buy that, too. Yeah, sure. Uh, no more bull beep says Joe Biden won't finish out his term. I have made this prediction numerous times. And Those it, necromancers and are good, man. They are, man. I mean, we are absolutely at prop me up beside the jukebox territory here. Okay. So I'm, I'm just going to buy because sooner or later I have to be right about this. I mean, did you guys see there's another one today where he couldn't even read the teleprompter yeah. they gave yeah. him? You know, I mean, it's just. See that clip about him? Uh, that was when Al Roker asked him to uh, tell him if he was running for president again and he went on about laying eggs or something like that. That those are symptoms of dementia. That's and that's what he has. And but but he's had it for a while. I mean, he had it as a mm-hmm. candidate. It was pretty obvious. All right, we're gonna stick around, do overtime for Blaze TV subscribers, some bonus buy seller hold. For the rest of you, we will see you tomorrow, noon to two Eastern after Glenn Beck. Until then, John three seventeen. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.